the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Corner Office CEO and the Blue Collar Worker. This is the Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. North Korea's leader Kim Jong-un has visited an air base in eastern Russia where he inspected Russian bombers. Kim arrived in the Russian city of Artyom by train, where he was greeted by officials and a line of children waving flowers, who cheered upon his arrival. He then traveled to an airport near Vladivostok, where Russian Defense Minister Sergei Shoigu gave him a tour. Kim was given an up-close look at Russia's strategic bombers and other warplanes. All the Russian warplanes shown to Kim were among the types that have seen active use in the war in Ukraine. Experts said potential military cooperation between the two countries could include efforts to modernize North Korea's outdated air force. I'm Karen Chamas. More on these stories at srnnews.com. Constitution Week is celebrated every year during the week of September 17th. As Americans, we need to commemorate its history and importance and bring attention to how the Constitution serves us all still today. Salem is celebrating our founding document with a special offer. It's a 1953 Omen U.S. Constitution lithograph. To understand the value of these lithographs is to know the story. Seventy years ago, in 1953, Omen printed a limited number of these exceptional lithographs. You can go to SalemEventsStore.com to read the entire story. It's America's most important document and stands as a testament to the tenacity of Americans throughout history to maintain their liberties, freedoms, and inalienable rights. Buy it and display it proudly. Buy it as a gift for your family, friends, and all the teachers in your communities. There is a limited number, so act today. Go to SalemEventsStore.com to buy your exclusive 1953 Omen U.S. Constitution lithograph. That's SalemEventsStore.com. We're here with another satisfied JTR Roofing customer. What did your home need? We needed an exteriors update. We needed roofing, siding, um, entry doors, and our storm doors replaced. Why did you choose JTR Roofing? After meeting with their sales team and looking at the products that they were offering as well as the warranty, it was an easy choice to choose JTR. What did you think of the work JTR did? The job was completed in a timely manner. The crews were very professional and the workmanship was outstanding. We didn't have any surprises along the way or on our final bill. JTR was very knowledgeable and made it very comfortable from start to finish. Our house looks great. We received multiple compliments from friends and family. I was 100% satisfied with the work from JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com to set up your no-obligation consultation. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. The following program was pre-recorded. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. It's the King Banyan Show, your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. The process of getting inflation back down to 2% has a long way to go and is likely to be bumpy. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. If you're going to fix complicated problems, you have to learn how to fix Simple problems first. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Welcome back. King Banyan Show, Labor Day weekend edition. And we've been talking about labor. <laughs> we did the jobs report. Jobs report was good. It was reasonably good. I, I'll get back to I'll I'm gonna wrap around back to the jobs report at the very end of the end of this hour. Uh, to sort of give you the, uh, okay, so after all that, what does the Fed think right now? What do the markets think? We'll give you, the, we'll give you that at the end of, end of the show. That'll, I'll tease that to you for now. But in the meantime, I've been, I played a set of cuts at the end of the last hour. 
go to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, download, download the podcast. Yes, you must join the VIP club first. It's not painful. I promise you, it's not painful. Uh, and then grab yourself, grab yourself the podcast of the last hour, and particularly go forward about forty minutes, and you will hear a discussion of what's going on between the UAW and it and it's the firm's uh, GM Ford um, Salantics, I think, is the name of the of the of the company that owns. Uh, what we used to think of as being uh, Chrysler, the third, the third leg of the, of the U.S. auto building stool, um, the um, the the demands are large. Why are they happening? I mentioned at the very end of the last hour. One of the transitions that's happening there is in electric vehicles. Electric vehicles take less labor to produce at least less labor that is inside a plant in Detroit or somewhere else in the United States where cars are built. More of those parts come out of places outside of the United States, outside the value chain, the global value chain shifts with EVs, particularly given that our battery production technology is not nearly as advanced as some other countries and capacity is simply not there and not likely to be there for a while. Um, regardless of what you regard, set your feelings about, you know, solar, wind, and all about, about green energy. Set those all aside. If you run a business that builds cars and you're being told you must produce more of these to meet government mandates, you're trying to figure out what's the cheapest way for me to do that. And that that's going to mean you're going to want to hire less labor at the same less labor that currently builds industrial combustion inter, excuse me internal combustion engines all right so that's kind of normal this is part of the technological shift that really is happening that is driving a lot of this there was on on the same show as ratner appeared uh, they also had uh, Dean Alexander Colvin from the Cornell School for uh, the Cornell School for Industrial and Labor Relations. Um, there, it's it. I've never seen this guy before. I've not read any of his work, but I thought they found him to come on to talk about sort of the history of these things. And I thought on a Labor Day weekend, this was actually one of the better things I've gotten to see. This week, I thought he I thought he did a pretty good job of explaining the history of this. So let me play a, a little bit of his interview from last night uh, uh, with David Weston on Wall Street Week. This was cut thirteen. So certainly, the wages issue does cut across the basic economic issues, and that's sort of a return to something that. We saw a lot uh, farther in the past. Uh, there was a lot of wage gains for a while. There's more focus on benefits and bargaining, but wages have really come back. Uh, certainly during the higher inflation period, wages became more front and center. I, d- I do think there's a few other things going on across different industries. Technology matters. Uh, AI as a threat to the writers and screen actors is an example of that. Uh, the electric battery uh, expansion that we're seeing in the auto industry as an example in that industry of technology changing things so i think that's a common theme we're seeing as well and, and if you go back one one of the great experience i had in college many many years ago back in the 70s was i ended up taking three history courses only one of which counted toward my major Uh, But the one that did count toward my major in business and economics was a course called The History of American Labor. And I I will tell you, we don't have a course like that here at St. Cloud State. I wish we did. We used to have a course in the history of the American economy. I believe that one, I believe that one's gone now too. Um, I've actually thought about asking, can I bring that back? Maybe that's something I want to do late in my career here as 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 I begin the process of going back to teaching uh, on a more full-time basis here over the next year or two. Um, that's a little hint of what's going on in my life right now. I'm I'm making that transition. You'll notice I don't talk about 
being a dean anymore. I'm an interim dean in another college, but that's not an important part to you of what it is I do. But but I'm I'm working on going back into a classroom, and I think these things are important. But back in that history of American labor course, every major change in every major union management confrontation, I think, is preceded by massive changes in technology. I'm not at all surprised by by the writer's strike. Um, in fact, I was kind of I was kind of concerned when I, I, I can't remember who it was, but what maybe it was Morgan Freeman, but I, it was some actor who said they had taken. And I think it was for um, for a Star Wars where they were filming him in such a way that they were going to be able to use an image of him later in another show where perhaps they would not use him to do it at all. I mean, you'll see him, you'll see actors, you know, shown as like a, as a holographic projection, but it's still their voice and it still results from them filming him and that getting in that and, and the actor getting paid, right? A piece of that. Well, what if I could take pieces of you and use them in a movie where it's entirely created by AI and the AI is is what creates, and so the owner of the AI gets the gets the revenue, and the actor from whom the AI collected this never sees a penny. Well, that's that's an interesting that's an interesting fact in this, and part of part of what why perhaps we're seeing this uptick in interest and and activism from organized labor. Uh, uh, Dean Colvin continues. Let's play cut fourteen. president uh, of the mine workers union back in the 40s and 50s uh, made a kind of conscious decision that technology was going to take away a lot of jobs but what they were going to do was bargain for higher wages so there'd be fewer workers but they'd be paid better um, and so labor has choices to make about how they're going to adjust to technological change and that's a, that's the choice that's going to have to happen here i mean just thinking of screenwriters right um Screenwriter is a very large group, and they're complaining about lots of things. But, but frankly, um, and I will, I will admit to you, perhaps this is the first time I've ever said this in a public space. Have I used AI to help me write a memo or a letter? Certainly, I'm in the process of writing a book. Have I used Have I used something like Chat GPT to do some of my research for me? Yes. You'd be an idiot not to. That doesn't mean I'm going to cut and paste from, you know, from Bard or ChatGPT into into my manuscript. But to have it look around and and find things, yes. What's beautiful, and I particularly this is I, I'm talking specifically about Google's AI offering Bard. What I like about it is, if I ask it to research something, I get all the references at the bottom, and I can go back and check. And sometimes they're wrong. They're wrong, and that's fine. But you can't just. But then that's why you can't cut and paste. But have they also uncovered a pa- a paper I've never read? Yeah, absolutely. So it has it has good and bad sides. It's like it's like panhand to me. Bard and ChatGPT right now are like are like uh, you know panning for gold. You'll get a lot of lousy sand. But every once in a while, you're going to find you're going to find something valuable. Let me finish with Dean Colvin. This is cut 15. Well, the, the auto unions absolutely need to come up with a deal that does help ensure the future of the American auto companies. And, and we've seen this story before. Uh, we go back to the 80s when uh, Honda, Toyota, the Japanese car companies were really taking it to the American automakers through more fuel efficient higher quality vehicles and the american companies had to respond uh to protect what jobs they could and to be a significant part of the industry i do think there's a real danger again right now 
with the transition to electrical vehicles. Uh, the American unionized automakers need to make sure that they're in a position where they can be on the forefront of this. The UAW wants to be part of it. They want their members to be making those cars, making those batteries, uh, but they have to come up with a deal that lets them both work together on this. And that's, and if you think about various different technologies that are happening right now, where in fact, where in fact technology plus capital is able to, is able to um, change the production process to use less labor. The fact of the matter is, as you use less labor, every labor, every laborer left in the process is generating more revenue. They provide more value. They will get higher wages. But it is difficult for a union to go through this and try to manage the fact that they're going to look around the room and say, well, we're going to raise wages, but we, we might raise wages by 30%, but that also means that 10% of you, 15% of you, are going to get zero instead. And how you manage through that situation when nobody knows if they're part of the 10 or 15 percent or they don't know that it's only 10 to 15 and maybe not 25, 30, that's, that's a very hard situation for them. So I, do, I, think that this, I think that this stress that's in the labor market right now, um, I think the UAW piece is a part of it, but it's also why I've actually been trying to follow the Hollywood strike, not because I not because I'm worried about whether or not I'm going to get to see my favorite shows next season. I don't care. I don't actually, I mean, I watch shows, but I watch enough, I watch enough foreign made television that, that a strike in the United States wasn't, doesn't really bother me all that much. All right. I can get, I, I, I'm actually a fairly significant fan of uh, Northern European television and I'm a fan of Israeli television. Um, so I'm, I'm fine. Uh, but, um, but uh, it's, uh, going to be, uh, a it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they solve, not how much they make, but it's why I've emphasized it's the work rules that matter. It's the productivity that matters because as we, to go back to something we said a few weeks ago, it's productivity that drives living standards. And if you want your children and grandchildren to live better lives, we have to have a way to allow allow folks to be able to work in a place where where labor and capital and entrepreneurship all come together to increase increase production, increase supply of goods, and then figure out a way in which each gets the value that they that they've created. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz fourteen forty. With so many people seemingly determined to abort as many babies as possible and to change our state constitution, you can help a mom make a life decision. With $44 per month, Robbinsdale Women's Center empowers moms to choose life. Donate at rwcinfo.org. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio each month for news, weather, and emergency information. A new bill in Congress would make sure AM radio remains in cars. Because when cell and Internet services are down, this free service could be your only lifeline. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress to support the AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act. Message and data rates may apply. You may receive up to four messages a month, and you may text STOP to STOP. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trust Pilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances. 
heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Call 800-942-1451 to customize your plan. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Call 800-942-1451 for your free quote. That's 800-942-1451. Dr. Gorka here, and you know me. I am very cynical about products, especially those that claim to help people suffering from pain. So when I tell you that Relief Factor truly works, I want you to know that I mean it. I suffered from a stiff lower back for almost a decade, one so painful it made it difficult to kneel in church on Sundays. When I finally decided to give Relief Factor a try, I didn't ever imagine that I would find myself free of the pain. But that's what happened happened. Now I take Relief Factor every day. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. Looking to make a difference? Volunteer for your local fire department. Join a family that will serve with you, always have your back, and train you to be the best version of yourself. Visit makemeafirefighter.org. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. Good, good, good. That is that is some music I might have to listen to. I've got to come down to the cities this afternoon to attend the wedding of the son of a good friend. I am looking forward to uh, spending some time for that uh, um, lately. Uh, and I will. I am looking at uh, the other piece of news that actually got produced this week. Uh, that piece of news was is uh, the the consumption the personal income and consumption report and outlays report for July. So this is looking back back to the first month of the of the third quarter. We know that that month was pretty strong, right? All of the data we have pretty much conclusively say that the recession didn't start in July, nor any month prior to that. I don't see how you would do that, which, by the way, means that if we're going to say a recession started the second half of started pretty much can't be announced, even if it was to start now, you wouldn't have an announcement on it until sometime late summer, early fall of next year, right in the middle of the campaign season. So I do suspect and and. Side note to Don, this is the case where I do think there is an attempt to manage information flow. I don't think NBER would ever announce a recession starting this close to an election. They f- they felt a lot of pressure back in back in the in the 1992 campaign when they declared a recession to have started, but then never announced the end of the recession until. After the results of the '92 election, when when Clinton beat uh, George H. W. Bush, and there were a lot of folks, particularly folks like me, who wondered, "Hmm, did you actually hold back on that news?" Right? I think they are sensitive to that, um, because unlike a government agency like BLS or BEA, the NBR is a private group of about a. a you know, and the Business Cycle Dating Committee is about a dozen academic economists who are are really don't have. There's no electoral check. There's nothing that I know of that that determines no that person's not doing their job. They need to leave. Let's put this person on. I don't even know what the process is. It's it's opaque. All right, set that aside. The personal income numbers came in. Here's the short of it. Consumption was up six tenths of percent in July. 
this very big increase took us a little by surprise. Right? A little by surprise. The, the Okay, income was up very little. So there were two things that happened here as a result that I think are worth paying attention to and things that we should think about. One, we should think about the fact that that when income goes up a little bit, consumption goes up by a lot more. Income went up about what we thought it would. Okay, in current dollars, two-tenths percent. Disposable personal income in, cha- in, in inflation-adjusted dollars uh, shrunk by two-tenths percent. But in inflation-adjusted dollars, consumption went up six-tenths. So if income went down two-tenths, consumption went up six-tenths. Okay, it's just math. And people who listen to the King Banyan Show on the biz, 1440, you all have enough math to know that the only way that can happen is something else must have replaced the lost income. What was it? Drum roll. Savings. The savings rate dropped dramatically in this report. That's important to you. Okay. We're now with a savings rate at 3.5%. I'm going to read you what that number looks like here in just a second because I have to pull up the I have to pull up the tables to be sure I have them. Here we go. And of course, I pulled up the table. Come on, Excel, you can do it. You can do it. But the table for three and a half percent savings rate is is pretty um, pretty paltry. Okay, if I go back for the earlier months, savings was 4.6 in 20 in March, 4.5 in April, 4.7 in May, then 4.3 in June and now 3.5 in July. That's an important change, right? That's an important change and some people were starting to pay attention to this. I've been meaning to play this this particular clip to you because I think I think it's um, I think it's pretty important on on uh, on Yahoo Finance uh, uh, yesterday. Jeff uh, Jeff Bierman uh, was on talking about talking about this this particular piece of information with low savings rate, and he's able to connect this to what's happening to credit cards. This is an important cut. Okay, let's play let's play this. This is cut sixteen. I'm not sure exactly why, but at some point, consumers are going to have to look at their credit card balances and think to themselves, well, if I don't pay off at the end of the month, what might be the ramifications? And their balances are going to build. And the other side of this is this is the lowest savings rate in the United States in over 40 years. We're down at about 2.5 to 3%. So everybody's pretty much tapped out on his or her credit cards. So although spending has been curbed in some areas, it's not been curbed in all areas. And with the low savings rate, to me, it spells some type of like corrective mode that's going to take place if we cannot maintain jobs at a certain high level. So expect the job number to slow down. Expect spending to slow down. It's just not being reflected in the market just yet. Give it time. Now, this has been Significant comparison to everyone who's talking about a soft landing, right? But connected to that, yesterday I read read this particular report. I posted it to you using the hashtag pound KBRS. Uh, and you sh- even if you don't have a subscription to the Wall Street Journal, you should be able to open up this link. This is This was published late Thursday night. Dollar General shares fell to their lowest level in years after the discount retailer cut its outlook for the year amid the signs that its customers are pulling back on purchases. Dollar General reported slowing sales in the recently ended quarter and said its inventory of unsold goods is piling up. It plans to burn through profit in the second half of the year to reduce inventory and improve performance at its stores. Like other retailers, Dollar General also said it expects store thefts to keep rising. Our core customers continue to tell us they feel financially constrained, Chief Executive Jeff Owen said. Her savings are gone, and so certainly she is still living with inflationary pressure. 
Um, so Dollar General uh, closed lower. But reading later on, other discount retailers have issued dour outlooks for the remainder of the year as higher prices and rising interest rates weigh on consumers' appetite for discretionary spending. Retailers, especially those that cater to middle and lower income customers, have also cited reductions in government food assistance benefits and lower tax refunds uh, as sources of pressure. One of the points I've made throughout this pandemic and now post-pandemic period has been the enormous outflow of, of money that happened from Washington between March of 2020 and March of 2021, crossing between the two administrations. All right, so this isn't, I'm not trying to make a partisan point here. Although I will say, in, 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 in defense of one point of view, the first, the first bucket of money that went out in the CARES Act in April of 2020 was probably money that was wealth, was probably money, it wasn't well spent. There was a lot of fraud in what happened, but they were trying to push a lot of money out there. I'm not sure you had a choice there. It probably was the right policy to do. But the impact of that is a lot of people pulled back on their labor supply because they all of a sudden they had cash in their pocket. Little by little, folks are spending out their money, then they're putting things on the credit card, and eventually they're now getting to the point where the credit card's full, the checking, the savings account is gone. That 3.5% savings rate should be something that truly tr- concerns you. I think it concerns me quite a bit. Let's take a break here. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about warning signs, actually. The labor market numbers were good, but that consumption number had some warning signs in there that I think we should pay attention to. You listen to the King Banyan Show on The Biz, 1440. I got the feeling of something right. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. The basics about financial literacy provides confidence in your investing decisions. Knowledge to make better decisions with or without an advisor empowers you to take control of your financial future. With the right skills, you are the best steward of your own money. Learn more today at a free in-center or virtual investing class at Online Trading Academy, 952-814-4410. Again, 952-814-4410 or go to learnwithota.com. Looking for a new way to give back to your community, learn new skills, and make a real difference? Consider volunteering with your local fire department. The majority of U.S. firefighters and emergency responders are volunteers, answering the call when their community needs them. Be part of a dedicated team of volunteers who step up and protect their community from all types of hazards. You can be the difference. There's no typical firefighter. Anyone can volunteer to serve their community. Volunteering as a first responder is really about having the heart and drive to make a difference where it's needed most. Aside from helping your community and being there for those in need, being a member of the Volunteer Fire Service provides many benefits, including an opportunity to learn new skills and join a family that will serve with you, always have your back, and train you to be the best version of yourself. Your community needs you. Will you answer the call? Learn more and find a local volunteer opportunity at makemeafirefighter.org. That's makemeafirefighter.org. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about 100% drug-free Relief Factor. I've been taking Relief Factor for years now to help me deal with pain in my body. My wife takes it as well. The reason we tell everyone uh, we know about it is simple. We found it really works to help our bodies fight off the inflammation that causes aches and pains. Whether it's the pain of injuries you've sustained or just the natural pains from the mileage over the years, Relief Factor can help. I've never looked back. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. 
Feel the difference. The Ramsey Show. The higher education community is at best irresponsible, at worst con artists. They are willing to charge you any amount of money that you can figure out a way to pay that does not justify itself in the career field that the person is going into. Moms and dads, step up and stop this. Weekdays from 1 to 4 p.m. live on the Biz 1440. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. Thank you for listening today on this Labor Day weekend. And uh, I encourage you again to go back and listen to the first hour of the show using using the podcast at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Or if you're listening here on Saturday Live, you can actually listen to us again on Sunday. Same place, 9 to 11 on the Biz 1440. Um, So don't forget, if you miss a Saturday but you're home on a Sunday, you can tune us in. Um, I always love that. I love telling people, oh, you didn't miss it. You can just go back and listen tomorrow. Uh, 651-289-4477, number to call, questions and comments. Um, just talking about the other big report that dropped that actually had somewhat less great news in it, which was which was the personal consumption report and the fact that consumption was stronger in July for sure, but we're now seeing more – we're now seeing – Drops in the savings rate for two months in a row that strike you at, strike me at least as being somewhat concerning from four point seven in May to three point five in july that's not that's not small news that's significant news uh in that in that number now some of that savings dip could also be the fact that uh you're you're beginning to see you know like the it could be the screenwriters tapping into their savings to uh to pay for things since they're now out on strike. Um, but it'll be interesting to monitor that number going ahead. Um, some other numbers were being watched. Uh, the Economic Cycle Research Institute has run, been run for many years by uh, Lachman Akshwan. Um, and uh, he was on, uh, on Yahoo uh, Finance on Thursday talking about some of these data that he's seeing as well. And he's been... He's been kind of a negative guy for a while. He's been more 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 team recession than team soft landing. Here, let's go ahead and play some of him. This is cut six. Here, if you have on this on the surface uh, higher expenditures, higher consumption, uh, and some sticky uh, prices. Uh, that's a recipe for the Fed to say, you know, we can't say mission accomplished mm-hmm. just yet. Right. So we, so. He's saying that mission might not yet be be accomplished yet, and indeed, let me uh, let me play a little, uh, give you someone who is actually agreeing with him. Loretta Mester, who's the president of the Cleveland Fed, was at the European Central Bank in Brussels um, earlier this week and had this to offer. This is cut two. And in the labor market, some progress is being made in bringing demand and supply into better balance. But I would characterize the labor market as still strong. Job growth has slowed and job openings are down, but the unemployment rate is still low at 3.8%. And the vacancy to unemployment rate is still above its level during the strong labor market conditions in 2019. I should I should correct myself. That was actually uh, Friday morning. It wasn't earlier in the week. It was Friday morning where she gave this talk after the announcement of the jobs report here in the United States. So this would have been Friday afternoon uh, uh, European time. She continues. Let's play cut three. Now, although there has been some progress, inflation remains too high. And the FOMC is committed to moving inflation down to 2%. The monetary policy questions are whether the current level of the Fed funds rate is sufficiently restrictive and how long policy will need to remain restrictive to keep inflation moving down in a sustained one timely way to our goal of 2%. And so I, I think that she's, she's not signaling an increase at this time. But again, based on what we discussed last week in the, the speech from Jackson Hole that Chair Powell gave, 
you still have as a live issue whether or not um, whether or not uh, we're going to see a, a decrease of um, we're going to see a decrease uh, excuse me an increase at the November meeting. Uh, when I talked to you last week, the odds of, of the November meeting being an increase were at fifty fifty. The data from this past week probably moved it more into the into the two thirds no increase, one third increase camp, and 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 Mester wasn't there with that. I think the reaction here almost entirely comes from comes from a speech given also in not overseas at the Reserve Bank of South Africa by Raphael Bostic. Bostic is the president of the Atlanta Federal Reserve. And we've played him before. He's been one of the more uh, dovish members of the of the body for some time. And he had this to say, cut one. So to reiterate, I think the facts that I've assembled here argue for a patient, resolute, and cautious approach to monetary policy. Patient so that our policy can work through the economy and continue to gently rein in economic activity. Resolute to hold policy at an appropriately restrictive place for as long as it takes to be certain inflation is bound for 2%. And cautious because I think we now risk over-tightening and inflicting unnecessary damage on the labor market and wider economy. And on this last point, we need to be cognizant of passive tightening, as falling inflation means real interest rates will rise, even as the nominal rates of the Fed, the Fed influences remain stable. So I think what you're going to hear in the next couple of weeks will be, as in the run-up to the meeting, the meeting again happens on, the next meeting happens on the 20th. So you've got one more week of Fed officials coming out to talk. So we're going to listen and We'll probably have more Fed officials than this in the in the in the clip array next week, um, and and what we'll have what we'll probably what I'm listening for is not what they're going to say about September. There's pretty much no chance. There's no more news out there that could get the Fed in the next week and a half to two weeks to move itself from no from no hike to hike. And they took a, the rate cut in the September meeting off the table last week. There's nothing out there that would say that's going to happen. The nearest time in which a rate cut could possibly even happen is probably the first meeting, I think, in, in 2024. I don't think there's a strong likelihood of that, <clears throat> but I think there's some. But Bostic is the first one to sort of do this speech. I'm just going to read the, last, the next to last paragraph again. Uh, uh, sentence he said, excuse me, cautious because I think we now risk over-tightening and inflicting unnecessary damage on the labor market and wider economy. He gave the speech again, uh, I, I should make sure, yes, he gave the speech on Thursday, so he had not seen the Friday jobs report that we just discussed. It does not make it sound okay that report does is not a report that you could use to say whoops we're making we're not making enough progress on 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 the labor market even though there are there are some economists out there who would say we have made that um over the last three months wages have risen at 4.8 percent that's not consistent with a two percent target the chair has said so himself i mean explicitly has said Four and a half to five percent wage increases are not consistent with two percent inflation, because the difference between those, for it to be non-inflationary, the difference between those would have to be covered by productivity changes, and right now we're not seeing product, <coughs> excuse me, productivity changes in that at that level. Um, but the labor market has indeed slowed down. If I look at if I look at the data on inflation, I still see core PCE. Um, I still see core PCE at um, at a rate of of about um, of about four point two percent. Okay, the sixty month moving average is at three point two percent, which is one above, and and their target on that is explicitly two point zero percent. They are still too high. Is it coming down? Yes, it's come down from a level of March twenty two at five point four. 
So you've come down from 5.4 to 4.2, but you still have a long way to go, right? You still have a long way to go. Um, they should be targeting that at a rate that's significantly lower. Uh, if I look at the market-based core PCE, the more flexible prices, okay, if I look at the more flexible prices, those are at 3.9%. But San Francisco Fed has a cyclical core PCE number that came in at 7.6%. That number is typically higher than 2.0 when you're at the target, but it's not at 5, it's at 2.7. And and, and so on the cyclical numbers, even though cyclical labor numbers came in at better than expected, what came in at what came, okay, cyclical employment numbers came in better than expected, cyclical price numbers still look like they're stuck in the fours. I don't, and so the move away from, and the, the number of people who are saying now, well, that's it. Five and a quarter to five and a half, they can't possibly go above that. I think you're wrong. I think they can go above that. Indeed, I'm willing to say that there's one more rate hike between now and the end of the year. It's not going to be September, but I do think I do think November is very much a live meeting. I, I see that. And one more point to make. The Fed will not stop with quantitative tightening. They're continuing to dump treasuries back into the marketplace by letting them mature and then not replacing them by reducing demand. So I still think there's still uplift on interest rates. And that uplift on interest rates is Federal Reserve policy, but through the back door of simply it's not an active it's not an active policy. It's simply saying when the bonds on our portfolio mature and Treasury sends us the payment we're simply going to extinguish that debt. We are not going to step back in and, and, and replace it with new debt, leaving that to the private sector to do, and that's going to raise rates, and that will continue to be a drag on the economy. Now are you seeing why I'm not ready yet to say that the recession isn't coming? A little bit more coming up right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz, 1440. Have you filed for disability benefits but were denied by the Social Security Administration? Or do you need to apply and are overwhelmed with paperwork? Are you between the ages of 50 and 63 and can no longer work because of an illness or injury? Thousands of hardworking Americans are in your situation. They file for disability benefits and are unnecessarily denied their much-needed benefit check. Call now for a no-obligation, free evaluation. We can help you nearly double your chances of approval and get your benefit checks faster. We understand the physical, emotional, and financial impact. We'll share our insider expertise and help you get your disability claim filed and paid immediately. There is a time limit to apply, so call right now. Operators are standing by to help you. 800-296-1553. 800-296-1553. That's 800-296-1553. More than 80 million Americans count on AM radio stations like this one for news, important weather updates, and the opportunity to discuss and debate important issues facing our country. But some people want to remove AM radio from new cars being manufactured, and we can't let that happen. The Senate Commerce Committee has approved the AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act, Senate Bill 1669, and moved it on for a vote in the full Senate. It also faces action in the U.S. House. Your U.S. Senator and your representative in Congress are in your home state during the annual congressional recess this August. When you see your senator or congressman visiting your community, please tell them that you want their support to keep AM radio strong, vibrant, and available to you in your car. This is your opportunity to stand up and be heard, or you can text AM to 52886. That's AM to 52886 to tell Congress to support AM radio this is important. Text AM to 52886. 
That's AM to 52886. The Ramsey Show. I found a job that's very rewarding, but they're going to work me like a dog. It's a 70-hour work week. 70 hours a week. Man's not, woman's not created to work like that. Indefinite? Yeah, that's an indefinite situation. You married? I am not married. You won't be. Yeah. You could do it for a short term. Don't sell out for something that just looks good. It's got to be good in all aspects. Break free from debt with The Ramsey Show. Weekday afternoons, 1 to 4. Hey, this is Matthew with The Kingdom Builders. Here's who we are. We're expert hail inspectors and give you an honest opinion on if you have damage. You could even say, we make an impact. We'd be honored if you look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. The Biz 1440, final segment on your Labor Day weekend. Um, we're, we're back to talking about this, this idea that um, somehow we're a step closer to the soft landing. Um, even Larry Summers sounded happy last night on Wall Street Week. I'm not yet. Um, let me go back to these clips. Uh, i got a couple more pieces to play. This is Lachman Akshawan. Uh, Lachman is uh, the longtime president of the e- Economic Cycle Research Institute, which does a series of very different indicators from the leading economic indicator series that you you see reported from the conference board. This is a, in some sense, a competing product, a different a different set of indicators than than what the conference board uses. Um, and as I noted, as we noted in one segment before. The Fed probably couldn't feel too comfortable with that with that income and outlays uh, report from Thursday, but he continues to look at uh, some of the signs in the economy. Let's play cut seven. Uh, it was back in May of this year, just the beginning of the summer, uh, and the markets were pricing in a couple hundred basis points of cuts by June of uh, next year. Now... Uh, I think it's around 25. So there's been a this back and forth, back and forth, and the market is saying, are we there yet? And the Fed's saying, yeah, not yet. Uh, and here we are with PCE core uh, deflator today uh, sitting at 4.2. That's too high. Hmm. Uh, and if you, if you look at that number, which is their preferred measure, uh, and you listen to what they were saying, what the chairman was saying um, in Jackson Hole, which is, hey, I really, you know, 2% is my target. Those are two different numbers. And so higher for longer, the betting on September and November will oscillate back and forth. Uh, but uh, I think we're higher for longer. Right. And, and this is his point, is that, that these forecasts that we're getting of, uh, from, from the markets that uh, rate cuts are going to come as early as, as January or March, do not bet on this. I, 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 I urge you. Um, I would not rely on on lower interest rates coming anytime soon. I don't see the Fed making any moves against that for a while. I think I think they're comfortable. They've so far allowed quantitative tightening to happen without and and it's not caused any heartburn and frankly they're the kinds of folks that I think will allow that to continue to happen until something breaks. We thought that something might be breaking uh the Silicon Valley didn't happen. Yes, it's not September yet. We have still got another month to go. And in fact, I'm, I'm, I don't. But we're, tightening will continue to happen. I think through that mechanism. Uh, Akshwan continues. This is cut eight. What was a little alarming, actually, in in today's uh, data, was a pretty sharp drop in the savings rate, um, where. Yes, people are spending. Yeah, every leisure and, and travel and all of that stuff, it's been the YOLO summer. But all of us know that. Taylor Swift, all these other things, right? <laughs> and, and, um, and it's come at a cost. Uh, uh, you're, you, you've had to dip into uh, your savings quite a bit to maintain this. Now, what happens uh, in the fall? 
Uh, we'll have some student loan payments that'll that'll start to restart, you know, and we'll have other kind of you're kind of back to uh, reality in a way. And let's see what happens there. Right, and I I still think that the the continuing news you're going to have a strike. You're going to have you're going you're going you're going to have I'm going to guess that you're going to get a UAW strike. Try though the the Biden White House will to keep that from happening. I think it's going to happen. People savings coming coming in lower. I think I I don't think this information from Dollar General has reverberated around enough because it's a holiday weekend. Uh, I think I think all of these will play a role uh, going forward. I got one more clip. This was Lindsay Pix, who is commenting on the same report, just to give you a feel for a variety. I didn't want to rely too much on Ashwan uh, to give everything. Let's play her. This was on CNBC on Thursday. She's the CIO for uh, Stifle Investments. This is or Stifle, excuse me, Investments. This is cut nine. No, unfortunately, just because it came in as expected, I don't think that offers enough reassurance to the Fed, which was which wants to see continued disinflation, very strong disinflation back to that 2% target. So the fact that we are seeing a reversal with a spattering of price increases across different categories, I think this reinforces the Fed's message that we heard from Jackson Hole, that the Fed's job is not yet done. I, I don't think they're done. I, and I think bo- the Bostic comments... Uh, in, in South Africa showed that he is going to probably be one of the people leading the opposition to any rate increase further. I, I expect that when they do raise rates at the next in November or December, there will be at least one dissent and maybe two. But I think the Fed is a little too worried about letting inflation get entrenched and they're going to continue to fight that. And for some reason, I don't think the, I don't think, Market participants, I don't think businesses in general, are prepared for higher rates for longer. People beginning to realize that the 3% mortgage that they got uh, is not coming back. Not now, not ever. Um, they're realizing that, that, that they probably lost ground through the inflation in 21 and 22, and I think someone's going to end up paying for that in 2024 in, in, in politics. And I think there's going to be significant unrest. You'll see it first in in labor markets through the strikes. Take a look at what's happening in Hollywood, but then pay further attention if it turns out, as I think will, that the UAW goes out in the middle of the next month. And and when that happens, I think this all can cascade fairly quickly. And I've got, you know, I've got to spend time thinking about that over the next few weeks as I'm trying to write another business report. Hey, Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy this, your Labor Day weekend. Spencer, thanks so much for taking some time to produce here on the King Banyan Show. On the Biz, 1440. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about the 100% drug-free relief factor. We all deal with aches and pains in our day-to-day lives, and I have had my fair share, including injuries like a detached quad muscle that, I can tell you, fell into the category of really bad pain. But I've been able to manage the pain by taking Relief Factor. It helps your own body to attack and fight off sources of inflammation, the source of most of our aches and pains, and I've loved it for years now. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick starter pack for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. I'm Chris Hassel, and I'm so excited to be joining the College Football Saturday Night team and join with Mike Golick, Jr. Yes, we are going to take you on a ride across the country for all the sights, sounds, and realistically probably smells and tastes of college football each and every week. Catch us right here on College Football Saturday Night. Join us this Saturday. Our coverage begins at 7.30. The Pittsburgh Panthers take on the West Virginia Mountaineers this Saturday at 7.30 p.m. on The Biz 1440. Bet you didn't know that 2,300 people in Minnesota are currently waiting for a life-saving transplant. Check your driver's license to see if you're a registered donor. 
It's an easy way to help others. One donor can save and heal more than 75 lives. Ready to register and don't know how? Check the box on your ID at the DMV or skip the lines and register online today at life-source.org. That's life-source.org. Sponsored by LifeSource, this station, and the Minnesota Broadcasters Association. What is dedication? I am the father of a nine-year-old little girl and a six-year-old little boy. And I find fatherhood both relentlessly challenging and relentlessly rewarding. My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. From the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night and every moment in between, it really is so special. And boy, is it exhausting. One thing that I fear about being a parent is the future for my children. I think a parent's job is to protect our children, but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. But I'm also hopeful that the future holds a more inclusive and compassionate world for them. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Common Sense Business. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.